0: Gab episode 418 for Monday, February 26th for Pete's Sake Day 2024. And welcome to Gig Gab. Welcome back to Gig Gab. We are the show by for and about working musicians here in Durham, New Hampshire. Of course, I am Dave Hamilton. And today my guest co host is drummer and the mix doctor himself, Daniel East. Dan, thanks for uh thanks for coming back.
1: Yeah, man. I'm I've been really excited about coming back. I I just I'm always so thrilled. And you know I've heard every single episode since day one. So. I
0: know. Yeah, I know. It's it's awesome having you here and uh, and you like I, I know it hasn't been that long which is which is great because it means we get to talk again. Uh, you went off to Nam. You talked to us before you went to Nam, and now you have all the goodies. We're gonna do gear gab galore and uh, lots of other stuff too. So, how was Nam? How well? First of all, how are you?
1: No, I'm I'm doing well and and good. actually a lot of the things that have been going on that have been exciting have been through Nam or as a result of. And sure. This it's uh, things are beginning to feel like music again, you know, um, business-wise. It's that's good. Great. It's it's been really exciting. And that's NAM, great. Nam was was definitely a pleasant surprise in some ways. Um the the moment to give you an idea of like of all the things that happened while I was there and there were there were some really cool ones. Sure. Um I got to, oh, I'm hitting my microphone. That's great. Um, You're a professional. (laughs) But a professional what is the question? (laughs) So um, one of the really great highlights that really kind of calibrated my brain when I was there was Yamaha took over what I guess was Gibson's. Ballroom on the upper level. Okay, and what they did was have an, a zone for each division. So drums had an area, band and orchestra mm-hmm. had an area, guitars had an area. Uh, they had a a really nice stage, sort of at the back wall that was just really cool. But one of the moments of all this, I I they I got a text. You know, can you come down? Like, yeah, sure. I've been with Yamaha. You know, I've been Yamaha drummer for years. And, yep. And I sound and all that stuff. So I, I go over and on stage is Nathan East, his uh-huh. son Noah, who just, Noah East, who just signed to Yamaha, Donald Barrett, who, you know, I mean, he's Lady Gaga's drummer and a million other things. Yep. Uh, Greg Filling Gaines. Uh, I mean, this is like unbelievable. Yeah. And we're watching this. these guys just. Greg was a nice surprise, and we're watching all this stuff happen. And they play this whole set, and they end the set with "Change the World," right? Ah, oh, nice. And I mean, you, you can't get any closer to the original shy of having Clapton on stage with them. And it's just this moment, and I'm standing there at the this Rivage PM3 console on the side of the stage with their with their guys taking this all in and it's kind of surreal because uh, I had had some time with Clapton years ago and and it was a moment and the guy behind me goes this sounds really so much like the original <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah uh yeah, yeah. that's cuz that's the guy right there like this is this is like Greg and Nate and everything it was yeah. really cool but it was one of those moments when you look around the room and you see this packed ballroom and the look on people's faces. And that, to me, was sort of the tell for Nam. The tell for Nam was that people were just happy to be there. They were wow. excited about, like, what's going to happen? What's this show going to be? And these people were sort of milling around and kind of finding their way. And that was kind of the cool thing about it. That's um, cool. You know that's were, good
0: okay, so yeah, okay,
1: so yeah it it, said, it was, and that was like over the weekend, but I mean it, even from minute one, I spoke to and again, this is may not be for you know what everybody's reporting. I spoke to three different booths that told me on day one they had taken orders for all of their inventory, <laughs> like everything, wow, like everything was gone, like they were like we're we're done, so now we're we're taking orders with a lead time yeah right like, well that's that's amazing. a good thing yeah and the f- I, odd part about it is that there were not that many buyer badges like normally you see dealers and like because that's what NAM used to be NAM used to be about supporting the merchants it was the sure. National Association of Musi- Music Merchants right it, it it's now it's different and people that are looking for it to go back to the way it was it just will not be it just doesn't exist anymore however what it's becoming and much more so than last year and certainly dramatically more than the year before, which I did not go. The first time I did not go was the year they canceled. And then that, that sure. second yeah, of year course. I did not go because there was no point. And I'm glad I didn't because there was no one there. This show about in terms of attendance was about half of what it was pre COVID. Okay. Uh, I think pre COVID. Which isn't, which was, think, isn't bad.
0: Million. Like, no, it's great. Like that's, that's for, for conferences. I can tell you just, you know, across the conference industry, that's about normal for attendance to be half. Yeah. A
1: really good quality of people were there. Yep. And you 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 lost the looky lose. Yeah. Right. And even though you didn't see as many buyer badges, this posture that the organization has taken is really supporting the manufacturers when they need it. The supply chain issues were, were certainly on everybody's mind. So there's something that kind of happened when I, started to talk to some of the vendors and some of the manufacturers because it really didn't make sense for some of them to be there. And for example, the drum section was nothing. There were okay. a, a few of the Turkish symbols and a few accessory companies and then Gretsch was set up with Gio with their new parent company from Germany. Yep. Uh and then Yamaha obviously had and Yamaha has the most unbelievable new hardware I will get to. I that.
0: know, we're going to talk about that soon. Yep. It's
1: yep. spectacular. Okay. And so in Accessory Land, it was cool. I got to go and and like Kickport had partnered with a company, and of course, I used to I used to do their marketing and art yeah. relations. I love Kickport by the way. If
0: you're if you're a drummer yeah. and you haven't uh, experienced what a Kickport can do for the sound of your bass drum, just go do it. or Or a cajon um, that's right other things yeah right
1: the thing that's that was cool is that they're still using a lot of packaging and the logo that i designed the logo that i was like i felt like the teacher meeting his students again like coming back and like being so proud of what they've done i I,
0: uh i had a a similar experience i walked up to gosh i'm gonna forget which company it was uh, a booth at ces and they had from 2012 an a, a, you know a 12 year old award that we had given them from the mac observer which had i, I mean i was probably there when i when they got the that actual award i might have been the person that handed it to them for all i can remember but it was cool it was like Oh hey look at that. That's a thing for those of you who don't know I started Mac Observer but we sold it 2 years ago. And so it was like, oh, look at that, blast from the past. Like there's my logo. Of course I can go it's, to macobserver.com and still see my logo. It still course. hasn't changed. Uh, but it's, it's which is cool.
1: Fun. Yeah. It's fun to see and it's fun to see that the the some of the things uh, as a quick example there was a time when I had been out to Petaluma and talking with the with the, the company at the time and they we said well we we should have more skews in order to be distributed properly we should have more products yeah so each product has a skew so I said well well what what let's take inventory so we had the kick ports we had the cajon ports and I said um, okay what else he's like I don't know so we started to go through a couple of the concept pieces and he had a bunch of the cutouts from the uh, the beater pads. And I said, well, what do you do with these? They're perfect cutouts. They're perfect circles. They go in the trash. I'm like, are you kidding? I use these now. Like, I use it as a reinforcement. Or if I don't want a whole pad, the pads are very thick, I'll use this. So we called them black eyes. And it's a little bullseye with Uh, a ring around it. It's like a a circle with a thing around it. And it's just a really nice, durable piece. And if you don't want a big, thick, extra, um, you know, beater pad – and it worked fantastic. It, it was like this amazing, and he, they still sell them. That's great. This is just so much fun to see. Anyway, that was kind of cool. It, it didn't make sense for some of the companies to be there, just in terms of the sheer cartage and staffing and noise issues. And you're, you know, you're into, you know, at the low end at probably four hundred thousand up to a million dollars, and there's no return on that investment. It just doesn't live there, right? But. I can tell you a lot of those companies that didn't show were there. I had at least four people from DW come talk to me. Got I right. spoke to people from a ton of the guitar companies. Now, all that being said, they were there, they were either dipping their toe in the water or they were making deals and meeting people. Yes, of course. That's Yeah. I'd that's they, how it works. You
0: know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. cause someone's not an exhibitor doesn't right. mean they don't have a presence. Oh, I, you know, and, and I think, I want to get to the gear, but but I'll, I'll wax for a moment here about what I've seen change or perhaps become more apparent at conferences in general is the and this has always been a part of what conferences are. I've always considered it the most important part, and I think more people are coming around to this and it is the gravity that a conference provides to bring all of the people interested in a thing to one place, even if there's not an exhibit floor, even if it's just, you know, sessions, it's all it's more about the networking than it is. What booth did you set up? I You know, I go to 100%. CES and I haven't planned. I, I wind up on the show floor every year because I want to see LG's booth, but. That's really what I do on the show floor is see how LG has chosen to spend their money and show me their new TVs. But that's not really all that relevant. The things that are super relevant to me happen at restaurants or maybe in a meeting suite or, you know, random encounters that aren't really all that random. It's the gravity that we're all in one city or one conference center for three days. That's okay. what that's, conferences that's exactly are for. the point. That's, That's the, the point. thing about this yeah. that
1: made it different. The people that are looking for this, I've heard so many people complain about. Oh, Nam isn't going to be living. If you're trying to get back to what was, it's not going to happen. What it is shaping up to be is really, really cool. cool. The, the community of musicians yep. is incredible. The the wish that people have, the the willingness to support. The brands that they believe in. Nobody's looking for free stuff anymore. Those days are twenty years ago. Nobody sure. shows up. Like people complain about oh everybody wants to sign deals and but maybe they do, but people understand that th- those days are they're not even a few years old. This is like way pre COVID. We're we're Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ancient that makes history sense. now. Yeah.
1: But In terms of what the show is becoming and the way that the organization seems to be getting behind the industry is really cool. Now, with that, there's another thing, because the the networking component is awesome. It's great. It was wonderful to see a ton of people that I haven't seen in a long time. What, for better or worse, the reality is, is that a lot of the manufacturers that were waiting for supply chain to fill orders it's just not going to happen, and warranties are now three and four years in that time is gone, so to wait for things to come in slow boated into the u s that just aren't going to be there seemed like it's time to you know to um, uh you know to to drop the dead weight and move on and that's what they've done, so what was really cool about that as much as it that kind of felt disappointing in a way also is to see the new product and the amount of new product and the technologies that are being built without reliance on on some of the areas outside the US. And I'm not saying quality things don't come from outside
0: the US. I'm not saying anything
1: like that. I'm saying in terms of supply and demand and what is needed and what's come in. Necessity and invention.
0: Yeah. All right, and so let's so much let's new get new stuff to see. Tell me about this you with. mentioned Yamaha. We've talked about it. we've we've alluded to gear. Now let's talk about it. There, there was this you you put on your list this Yamaha hi-hat stand. The MSRP is $1000. Yeah. Street uh,
1: price is not. Street but,
0: price is like 600 bucks. That's still right. a lot of freaking money that's for a hi-hat stand, especially one that's only got two legs. But I like the idea of a two-leg hi-hat stand as long as it stands so talk to us about this thing <laughs> all right so this was amazing okay
1: because i had the same feeling i'm like this is gonna have to absolutely blow my mind or i i you know i, yeah, I have I can't of wrap artwork. my head around this yeah uh, yamaha i can't complain i love everything that they make sure. everything from jet skis to pianos to you know everything it, it drums obviously so what's special so about this thing why this is it worth 600 bucks This is their flagship hardware that goes with their new 9D or not new anymore, but the new 9D pedal, kick pedal. So it's the industrial steel. Okay. It's the wider, uh, the wider board for your foot. Got it. The feel of it is incredible. And one of the great things, that's the thing. One of the great things about it, having the two legs and they pivot out. So if you want it, Next to another pedal, your your legs can go to the back or to the side. You have complete control. You, It's noiseless. It's the most fluid-feeling hi-hat pedal. It's that combination of being really, really durable, incredibly strong, and yet feels very light and flexible. It is absolutely a flagship product. I needed to be blown away, and I absolutely was. It was really impressive. They also their clutch, and I I flat out asked about it. It's a quick release bottom on the clutch, oh, the way the Remo had done. Yeah, okay. but the Remo is a spring loaded. This is not. This is how a, do they a do it? And it's, go.
0: Oh, it, so you just like half a twist or something, yep. and off it comes.
1: It's, it's it's a little T, and you move it through mm. the grooves, and in it goes. And and I'm telling you,
0: Dave so the good news is we're going to see some of these things m- like trickle down into the, the, the not flagship line eventually right. too. Yep. Okay. I, I
1: would think so. And yeah. they've always done that. And the, it was a really cool thing that wasn't a massive product. I and mean, they, they have a new little sequencer and they have some really cool sure, sure. stuff. They had some firmware stuff, but for drum world, like, like, acoustic drum world yeah man it it was it it, you would not imagine that a hi-hat stand would be as impressive as this thing is and it's like well they know that it has to be
0: for for 360 bucks or sorry i'm I'm saying 360 because i'm looking at the 360 memory lock while i'm looking at the website while we're supposed to be talking um for 980 bucks or 580 bucks whatever it works out to be so yeah, yeah 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 It's That's just cool. so
1: smooth and so quiet and so durable, but that wider
0: foot plate. I can see that making a big difference.
1: Incredible! Yeah. It feels when you sit down and you play on this kit, and I, I, we'll you know I play out.
0: barefoot, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, this like, is yeah. this is just. I, I, t- I teach drum lessons, okay, sure, and I have students, and I teach online, and we do all this stuff. And one of the things that that I'm really serious about with my students is where you put your feet and how you plant your feet so your posture is correct and so you learn the right way to do things when yep. you're when you're playing. One of the things that I try to, particularly with the younger ones, is to make sure that the top of their foot finds the sweet spot. That way you're you're able to, as if you were running up and down stairs as opposed to uh, you know, Uh, tapping your feet to music you know you want to have to find that that magic spot on this thing i couldn't find a way around like it was so natural and so comfortable it doesn't look particularly fancy there's nothing elaborate the settings the controls aren't crazy it's just a really really solid smooth fluid beautiful piece Uh, uh, would i pay a thousand dollars for it no
0: no but But. you can buy that clutch for 80 bucks msrp right so already the parts are yep Okay. You'll you'll see this will come together. We'll put right. links, so, we'll put links in the show notes for everything yeah. that we talk about. It's at giggabpodcast.com. You can also go there to sign up for the mailing list. And what's cool about the mailing list is when we publish an episode, we send you via email all the show notes that have all of these links right there so you can just click in your email, which is nice if you're listening like while you're driving or whatever so that you don't have to remember. We'll just do that for you. Don't right? read the email while you're driving. No, that's the thing. Listen <laughs> while you're driving. Read the email later. Dan, always here with the excellent advice. All right. Well, you know. What's next on the gear so, gab list here? So
1: because I, you know, because I miss Paul. Yeah. Um I really miss Paul. Well, he he will. We, we
0: are recording this a little bit out of sync. He will have been on the show the week prior to this being released. So I'm really excited, uh, uh, of, yeah, of, I, about I, that and and for that. So and yep. I I would be remiss if
1: I didn't hit some cool guitar stuff early on. Yep, because let's last do it. year when we did this, we did guitars last, and he was like, "What
0: about guitars?" That's fair. So that's fair. Yep. So
1: one of the companies that I have respected since I was a kid is Peterson, and they make strobe tuners. They make orchestral the, the, I think the finest, some of the finest, uh, tuners on the planet, they go back in time to the earliest days. It was a big giant box and it had strobes and a dial and you would set it and the strobes would align and that's how you knew you were in tune. Sure. They started to make, they had an app, which was great, which I've used for years. Um, and they started to make these clip on tuners. And I said, you know, I would wait until they got it together I want to see this thing, and they had a they've they've had them for a while okay but they have now this is an H d c they call it it's a full color much better display oh. and one of the cool things about this tuner is that it does the uh buzz and tunings and it does so that like if you have the frets if you have the hardware that when you bear down to do the tunings it doesn't change your your tuning there are presets for all different keys all different instruments basses, guitars you can do whatever you want with this thing the the only thing that people ever complained about peterson stuff is is because it's so precise and because it's a strobe style it's not just like a needle that shows you like Sharp flat or whatever. Sure, sure. This actually, yep. if you really want to make sure that you're in tune and you don't need, you don't want to rely on your harmonics or any of that stuff. Yep. This is one of the most accurate tuners I have ever used. It is beautiful. It is easy to see on stage. It sits on rock solid it fits on any instrument you can throw it on
0: yeah they say that it's got uh an ultra wide clamp which goes up to uh a little over an inch which is yeah. a lot considering this thing is tiny and the colors at least part of the reason for the different colors as they say on the website is so that you get to pick the color you see most easily on stage yeah yeah yeah, and this
1: is this is true for cellists as well. Sure, this is a company whose background is making sure that everything isn't just in tune; it has to be perfectly in tune. Yep. And if you and they're they're I think they're like sixty bucks or something, or seventy bucks, whatever they are. I don't know what they are, street price, but yeah,
0: the MSRP is eighty. So yeah, take yeah, take, yeah, take fifteen twenty okay. bucks off of that.
1: Yep. Another thing that absolutely just and this was kind of cool. I, because i had uh both a press badge and an exhibitor badge and whatever else sure, sure. i always have i always have at least yeah, three or four badges I way, have an yeah, artist I badge do. all that stuff i sure. walk around so before the show opens i had a client who had given me an exhibitor badge and i got to go and see Kemper's new their new um uh, I think it's called a profile. It's
0: called the Profiler. Yeah. It it's is, like a the a modeller. Is that essentially it's what it is? Not just a modeler.
1: Okay. This first of all, this thing is one of their smallest. So Kemper stuff is traditionally, you know, a uh, an aircraft carrier. Yeah. This that's what the guitar guys call it. The big giant pedal board. It's a big big, like big monster pedal board. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Even their their and their stuff is great. Kemper stuff is great. This thing is is the size of uh, like, I like mean, it I looks
0: like a wide pedal it's
1: it's pretty yeah it's yeah. pretty small yeah four banks of effects it's ios compliant uh, compatible so you can program the thing but the build quality on this dave i mean you know guitar players are not easy on their gears on their gear uh not that drummers are <laughs> but this thing is absolutely rock solid build Every knob, every switch, every everything is absolutely a tank. The sound of it, which to me is obviously my first concern, is really spectacular. And it's really one of their most simple to operate. It's, it's a, just a few simple controls. That's and, how it should be,
0: man. Oh,
1: it sounds so good, man. It huh. sounds, if you, especially if you like the Kemper sound, yep. Kemper stuff yep. has a very specific. It, it's,
0: they do have their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. But Very the,
1: cool. The effects processing is just clean and fast and it sounds like the Kemper amp sound. Yep. That was really cool to see and to check out. I just had so much fun just playing with it when the show, nobody was there. You're right. So the guy was right. just like have at it man. He's like you know how to run through this? I'm like yes yeah, I do. I got you. He's yep. like go <laughs> do whatever you want and I I sat and I talked to him I asked him all these questions and it, it's a really really solid box. It just sounds great. Uh I, I was just looks like it's got uh interest.
0: like both quarter inch and XLR out so balanced yeah. and and, a, and it's got a, a an out or an input for a uh a, a wah pedal. Right. So, and, but here's yeah, the thing the about things. using That's it. Great. Okay. And yeah. this is
1: the thing, cause we can talk about gear. I want to give this a little purpose in the, in this age of in-ears that we, as we all yeah. talk about, and I, by the way, I did listen to every in-ear company that was there. Um, it, conversation for another day. Okay. Um, but I, I heard everything I always do. I always stay as current as I can. Sure. Sure. The thing that makes this Kemper piece really stand out to me is that, as people have switched from you know upright pianos and and Hammond B threes to Nord stages, and people have moved from you know uh, you know Marshalls or or Blackstar amps or whatever into modelers, and a lot of people are using Helix and the PodGo and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and drums have now moved in that direction as well, and the drums have gotten a lot better. And I did check out a bunch of those drums. I have not really changed my thought from last year on the F-Note drums, but uh, I did listen to and try a few. And I have a new kit coming uh, in two weeks, which I can't talk about yet.
0: Another reason Um, to get together when you can. Yeah, so we'll
1: talk about that at some point. But the thing that I really thought in terms of application of this Kemper profiler— is that because of the ant modeling because of everything that it that it's capable of and the image that it, it is capable of producing if you're playing in a in an excuse me in an environment where you need a speakerless stage we need to do this not have to do you know like you yeah. have to be Yeah required, you need a silent you really stage yeah want to have that level of control uh, and House of worship is a perfect example um that a lot of the guys are using helix pedal or yeah. helix boards and yeah. and the same thing and pod goes I think the pod go is the best bang for the buck there is interesting. I think the sound quality is incredible the stereo yeah. image is incredible they the effects are great and they 're easier to use uh as an amazing piece. What this does is that it gives you not just your effects pedals but it gives you the modeler with it yep so I I also like the UAD pedal. Their amp modeler pedals are great. But this thing, if you want one box on the floor and you want to sound like you and you want to hear your pickups come to life and you want all your control of your processing and everything, especially actually for for a church gig where you're only playing four songs, you know. Yeah, right. Five songs. Right. It's perfect. It's it's, And 700 bucks
0: MSRP. That's uh, not bad. It's
1: unbelievable. That's half the price of a lot of that
0: stuff. I know. Yeah.
1: Okay. Next item. Yes. So the guys at groove gear who make all kinds of funky cases and bags. I use their personal bags. In fact, in fact, sitting right here, I keep my my earplugs. Yeah. This is their little, their little baby one. And I keep my, uh, my, my, we'll put
0: uh, links to all this stuff. It's just, this is just a, it's a little bag that that Dan's got. This is my little, it's his onstage purse.
1: So yeah, basically I keep ears and cables and odds and ends. Okay, they came up with a drum rug that's not a drum rug. This thing is like a strip that goes under each leg. What? It it goes under your throne, under the kick, and then two side pieces, and it comes out, and you can add the extra pieces to it. And once they lock in and they connect, you don't need a big drum rug anymore. What? And you know... You know me. I'm not only skeptical. I'm like, prove it.
0: Yeah, prove like, it. You, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Have yeah. to show
1: me. And I sat on this thing on a on a floor, and it's pretty cool, man. It like, it, <laughs> for, but they don't they don't walk bucks, into
0: each other, right? They they well, just
1: they, they can't. You can you can tether them, but you don't really need to. You basically are putting a skid mat under everything. Okay. It's really cool. I I huh. I don't. I think how come no one's for, never
0: done? How come this is the first time this has been done?
1: Right? Like yeah. I it, the the when you when you see it, there there are some givens to this. Okay, one is that you're going to be sort of on a stage type.
0: Yes, surface, you're right. Okay? Yeah, you're not you're not on if grass or something. Right. Yes, if you're right. on
1: portable staging, even better because that's got a little grip to it. You have yep. a little you know yep. rubberized top to it, but it it's
0: pretty pretty
1: reasonably connected, and especially for the uh, for the kick and the throne, which is what everybody complains that moves the most anyway. So that was really really cool. Um,
0: How, so what's under the throne? Is it just more of the same? Yeah, kind you just, of, yeah. You,
1: you're basically you're basically just giving yourself a connection from front to back. Yeah, um, it's really the throne doesn't really move. In fact, I don't ever I don't think I've really had much of an issue ever with a throne moving. No, it's the kick feet. that
0: drives around. or it's, the hi hat pedal it's that drives pedal around. The, yeah. yeah, it's it's, yeah.
1: it's the slide thing. Yep,
0: absolutely. Because uh, you're because you're hitting it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Is is it perfect? It's
1: not perfect. But if you don't want to drag a, a giant drum rug around with you anymore, uh, this is great. I mean, this is... I, well, and, and I can also
0: see this, like, if you, if the visual of a drum rug is not applicable or not ideal for whatever it is you're doing then this thing solves that because it's now right. just drums on whatever stage surface you have. So yeah, right. that's
1: really what it huh. doesn't do. It doesn't catch the, the stick shrapnel that we
0: all know. And as a barefoot drummer, I kind of right. like knowing that the rug that's there is mine. And I brought that's it from home. Right. Like there's yeah, that. I, if I sure. put
1: any, like if I put my towel down on my rug,
0: Yes, I know
1: it's I know it's my slime that's yeah yes you know, like.
0: <laughs> yes yes and that's the thing you know that's a thing. right so okay. that's really that's the only like that that was my initial hesitation about this I, at first I thought wait this is amazing and then I was like ah, but I don't I I want to I want to be able to want to use this but can I like how right. will I feel but again for like a theater show or something where the band's on stage and the the look of a drum rug is not right or. For or a some quick
1: tear down, quick tear you down. Have, yes, you know, if you're a support act or whatever. Yes. The other thing about this is, if you if you are doing larger scale gigs, you want you're not going to want to use this, but as a backup, it's killer.
0: Uh, well, that's the other thing the is throw this. Well, I would put this seconds. in my Justin case. You see. Yep. And then if I forget a rug, well. I, at least my yeah. stuff's not going to be driving all over creation yeah but yeah. It,
1: I mean I was like i said I was surprised when i actually sat down huh. and, and felt the thing how oh, it, this is
0: fun oh this okay. is so good okay okay
1: so this is to 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 not totally drum out or guitar out so one of the other things that was a really nice moment was that my buddies at stage ninja Love were back stage ninja they've been gone for a while i i met them when they first the two best buddies that grew up together, started the company. And I've been involved with them since day, as you know, because you use their stuff. I do so, use it. I got it. I got to I mean, get that goes like, back
0: to like, I, I have, I still for my tablet use my original tablet mount that I got from them. One of the feet of it has broken off. So I, my tablet is held by one little foot and you know what? It works totally fine. Yeah, and the only time I well, think about well. ordering a new one is when I'm on stage and I really should just get another one. And then I don't because I'm busy doing other things or like in the middle of a podcast. But you're about to tell me about the thing that I'm going to order, aren't you?
1: Yeah. So they they actually did. They actually did a really smart thing in business. So when the market kind of shifted for them, they were producing these giant Retract, you know, their big thing that they got famous for was retractable cables. Right. You had an XLR cable, right. and you had 100 feet or 75 feet or whatever, and you would leave the gig, you'd go, yep. Yep. you go... Done. You save 20 minutes wrapping cables. Yep. They even put them together, you know, you put six of them together in, like, an empty... You, you take an old wedge, and you could load them in mm-hmm. next side-by-side uh, side and and just do a whole drum kit. Like, you know, you could put eight of them or ten of them together... And And then just when you're done, you're done. You save time. They did power cables. They did ethernet cables. They did, um, USB. Everything you can think of USB cables, the power. So I've done gigs with them. The power cables, the 150 footers, they're big. You, you basically put it on the size, sides of the stage where you put your mains. If you're doing a, if, if you have that kind of a date and you run them back to your distro and when you're done, you don't sit there and wrap doing this thing
0: like a, like you're, you're not you're not doing it like a garden hose anymore. <laughs> and you're
1: done. Yeah, and you you literally wait for it to coil up, and you're out the door, and it, it saves so much time. And the build quality is incredible. All top components, every piece of these things, the build is incredible. So they had that. The XLRs are amazing. Great quality cable. Great quality everything. So then they had these clamps, and they had made uh this. Incredible gooseneck, which a a company has, has copied literally from them, but it's not worth fighting the fight. It was easier, I guess, to license it or whatever they did because it is the most rock solid, you know, gooseneck type clamp I've ever used in my life. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And you can actually separate it and reconnect it and make it longer whatever. Sure. The, the actual clamp that they use is the strongest, And rubber interior, then vinyl coated on the actual uh, ends of it is super, super strong. So, when they came out with a bunch of different products, they now have separated the two. So, now there's Ninja Cable, there is a Ninja Cables company, and then Stage Ninja or Ninja Clamps is one, and Stage Ninja Cables is the other. Something like that. I think that's what it is. And so, the clamps now they have redesigned. They, in fact, I was there. It was kind of a weird accident. They made a little it, it, in the iPhone like seven days or six or whatever it was. They had made a little, a little, uh, squeezing clamp and it had a nice little gooseneck on it. It worked great. I still have it. it Works sure. great. Um, and then phones got bigger and then iPads got smaller. Yep. And they had the minis and then they did all this stuff. So now they have changed the line. They now have this new heavy-duty middle clamp that does a pro max or that size whatever samsung calls iPhone. it. Which yep. i don't know yeah yeah but like that samsung the larger, tab or whatever yep it does the ipad mini it does all this stuff but the again that the tactile appeal of this thing is just awesome yeah they're they, they just work. comfortable yeah it's so solid yeah. and the one that i have that i use i have actually on my hi-hat stand And I record. I don't even use it for cues or anything. I actually use it to record. Yeah, the thing doesn't move. No, it doesn't move. I, I I have drummer.
0: That's crazy. I have done, uh, like theater gigs where I put the score, you know, on my iPad Mini and clamp it to my hi hat stand, and it's good to go. And I'm constantly, you know, with a finger because I don't use a foot pedal to change pages because my feet, it turns out, are busy. And, uh, uh, you know, imagine that (laughs) imagine. Yeah. And, and so I just use my finger, which is, you know, it's way easier than turning a page. I've learned how to do it. It's totally fine, but I'm constantly tapping the thing with my finger. sometimes harder than others. If it's like in a quick moment where I got to like tap the screen to advance to the next page. And the, like, to your point, the thing doesn't move. It's, it just, it does what it does. And that's the end of it. It's really
1: cool. great so that was that was really nice it was nice to see them back it was nice to connect with them i would love to to get more involved with them to be quite honest i I think they're an amazing company they are the nicest guys the quality i I know a lot of listeners
0: use them yeah it's (sighs) it's nice to see them i i was worried about them like not seeing new products coming out sometimes is an indicator that no more products will come you know, right. and so I, I'm glad to see this because it, yeah. it, it, it's, they moved into commercial. They yeah, smart. I get it.
1: They saw yeah. what was happening. Yeah. They, yeah. they, d- they, you know, and it protects both brands too, yep. which is totally. smart. Uh, all right. So let's move into a little more because, because you've had such awesome pro audio guests lately. It's uh, <laughs> been so cool. I, I, well, you know, I'm, I've been loving it. Um, I, you
0: know, it's interesting. We had, you know, Brad Maddox on again last week and, mm-hmm. um, There's some other pro audio folks that I've been talking with and the feedback that we've gotten from that Brad Maddox episode. And it it wasn't last week when this comes out. It's last week when I recorded this with Dan. So my apologies. But I think it was episode four 15, four, I'll put a link in the show notes. You know, he does sound for, you know, all these A-list people. And even he was saying, I don't know how much my advice is going to be helpful to folks in clubs. I'm like, leave that up to me. And sure enough, like, like I loved all this advice that he had. And I've heard from so many of you that you did, too. So we're we're not going to do that every week. Don't worry. Email
1: Dave. But feedback at gig. Podcast. That's it.
0: But but we will have more people like Brad and we'll have Brad back, too, uh, because there's things we didn't get into that also apply to those of us who who aren't playing stadiums or big arenas like there's so here's a quick
1: sidebar to that point okay because you know every time i listen to the show if i'm working out or whatever i'm doing when i'm listening to the show i will yell and come up with ideas and text you and as i think paul mentioned once send ridiculously long emails with all my notes and thought we love it yeah yeah i I mean it's it's just what rolls through my mind one of the things that i thought was really cool to that point is how to let some of the pro audio things that I have done, that he's done, that a lot of the guys have done over the years, do work in in the clubs and in in smaller venues. One of the tricks that I happen to really believe in, and this is something maybe to mention to him, is using pink noise in a small venue. If you have your own PA and you don't shoot the room, as we say, yep. if you don't know what you're working with, if you don't understand and you're just blasting your same settings and, and you're you're trying to throw it together and you don't know what your environment is, once you do it a couple of times, it's really easy. Most of the little consoles, even the, you know, any digital console is going to have a noise generator. Yep. and. All you need is a quick and dirty way to do it is is just with an RTA app and a little, they make little microphones. There's a company, in fact, well, that I remember.
0: And most mixers also have RTA built into them, too. Oh, that's right. Oh, so, especially
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even real time analyzers, folks. This and, is,
0: that's what an RTA and, is. Uh,
1: right. or, and the Audio Tools app, by the way, has now, uh, has had for a long time, a smart tools upgrade, I think it's fifty bucks and you can add to audio tools their their smart smart is rational acoustics. It's it's uh Sam Burko's product, his baby, who's one one of the great audio legends who's who, who I fortunate enough to count as a friend of many, many years who taught me a lot about audio and how the physics of sound work and, and how it's energy and how time relates to hard EQs and things like that and where latency occurs. And so one of the things that I've learned to do, if I'm doing an arena or if I'm doing whatever I'm doing, if it's a club, even some clubs have the little, you know, the the little, I don't love them, but the little DBX, um, you know, um, you know, crossover kind of a setup, it's, it's pretty simple. And actually, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. We're not, you know, you're, you just want to find your peaks and valleys, but if you realize that you're in a room that's very reflective and you can take your, your mains EQ and tighten that up a little bit. That's the kind of stuff that that translates really well from pro audio, pro audio down into into everyday, you know, working musician. And
0: and we'll uh, put a link like, to this app, this audio tools oh, app in there, really, too. Yeah. It, yeah, it's great. It's I, really I, I cool. also should apologize, as happened with Brad. Dan and I got talking before we started recording and I did not hit record on the video portion of this. So. The video will never uh, see the light of day, but that's that's just going to be how it is. So, uh, the audio is all good. Like we should we're, have we're... worn pants, Dave. Well, I didn't need to. It turns out that's right. Now you didn't need to. Now I didn't need to. It's totally okay. Fine.
1: So in the pro realm, because we get I, super super nerding out, and I, I, this was this was one that you didn't have to nerd out on. Okay, this was so I went to the I went to the Global Media Day thing, which was one of the smallest they've ever had, but. It was worth going to because of this. The coolness factor on this is off the charts. This company, Sound Devices, which is is a very respected company, their Astral products for wireless are are really world-class. It's it's not for everybody. It's a certain level, and you really have to need this. What they came out with in their wireless for their A20 receivers and stuff is an RF scanning LED display on each channel of the rack. Super high contrast, super easy, click and go. It is absolutely, aside from the fact that it sounds incredible, which is a given in pro audio. If it doesn't sound amazing, you're done. Sounds spectacularly good, but this is absolutely beautiful it it's easy to see it checks all the boxes in pro it has to be sounding great it has to be pro built. so this quality. is for
0: all your wireless mics is that a, is this, that what this, this is, is your
1: this is your this is your your wireless uh your wireless receivers
0: receivers yeah Your are the um, belt belt yeah. well the it's, transmitters it's, and the receivers i would assume yeah right? I yeah, mean, yeah, they, okay. yeah.
1: yeah i mean the wireless is whatever you're using in what direction yeah. you're using it yeah the the tactile appeal of this thing huh. is when you i mean the A20s are great this rack and the picture on their website does not do it justice uh it is when you see the the wireless frequencies come up and spike and everything it's it, it's a yes or no you're done in uh, a that's great. margin a fraction of the time yeah, okay yeah i don't want to totally nerd sure. out on that yeah but it's yeah. it's a fantastic if you're you working at that level for you know referees or for for whatever yep. okay Allen and heath and a couple other companies uh, yamaha did it last year we talked about the dm series alan heath came out with a compact version of the Avantis. okay oh. the Avantis console which has a ton of capability and and it where it falls short for the for the average person you probably are fine this this little baby model this compact the solo if you were let's say i i know you talked about on the show like how venues are starting to have capability for live stream yeah if you want to run a split and have uh you know, have this as your broadcast mix, this gives you full, full, full mix capability. If you want to do, um, you know, uh, forget for a club or a restaurant or any of that stuff, this is all the muscle, half the size, and it still has... Just a ton of power. So it's got a
0: screen and twelve faders, is what this thing is.
1: So and it it is the same build quality as the Avantis. So it's rock
0: solid. Okay, so it's called it's called the Avantis Solo, is what we're talking about here.
1: And it's and it's not cheap. I mean, it's not. It's it's got to be it's got to be eight or nine thousand dollars, I believe. Yeah. But this is a professional full scale, you know, digital mixer with all the bells and whistles. It has a ridiculous amount of control huh. uh i mean to have a, a 42 bus console with 64 inputs and 12 full you know
0: okay so you it, still get your full 64 inputs and all of that the only thing that's that's reduced is the footprint of this which means you get 12 less faders but and other it's than 96 that,
1: yeah. kilohertz out of this little this yeah, is, yeah yeah this is the this That's is cool. the full deal. So you can record with it. You can use it for all kinds of stuff. It's great. I think it's great for broadcast mix. I yeah. I, I was really impressed with it. Huh. I had a really fun a little little sidebar story uh, where I'm at Alan Heath and a couple of the reps that I knew were there and a couple of the salespeople and were kind of chatting away and a and a guy had come by and asked to to see one of the uh in terms of actually mixing, was there something that they could kind of show him he was kind of struggling with some of his vocalists. And the rep looked at me and he goes, you want to take this? And I said, yep, I got you. (laughs) So we walk over to the, they had a uh, D-Live 7,000. Yep. And I showed him... As I'm taking him through this, the guy is looking at me and he tells me he's explaining the problem and I'm trying to figure this out and and what's happening is my background vocals they just they don't come to life and they're competing and it's and I can't get it in out front and blah 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 and I like I said I said are you doing stereo what are you doing and I asked him to, anyway the, the bottom line is I take him through this and and I'm showing him this trick that I do to get the background vocals to really have their own life. And one of the things that I'm a firm believer in when I mix is you don't put any two things in the same spot in your image in stereo. So Ste- when you're panning, yep. you don't want any two things to. So if you're, if you look at it like an analog clock and you have one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, whatever, 10 o'clock, nine o'clock, everything has its place. I don't I, like really... even with the
0: podcast, you, you and yeah. I are not in the same spot in the stereo oh, mix. No, no, no. We're you very can't. close to each other because yeah. if I went hard left and right, you folks listening would hate it. But we're just a little separate. It's the same with the ears, too. Yes. Yeah. With mixing in in ears. If you can get them stereo. Yeah. Yeah. And you
1: don't want anything really hard panned, except if you have two things exactly the same. So if you have like two acoustic guitars and you only need them percussively, not for pitch. Yeah. For your ears, you bring them down and you can have them harder. But I don't like anything really hard, hard panned.
0: No. And I also, when I'm mixing my ears, if I have the opportunity to do it with stereo, nothing gets to live dead center nothing well, no. well, you, even you, you, even I mean, snare drum is is a hair off of dead sure. center it's a hair to the left
1: because it's in your brain is is correct. not in the center correct it's, it should always be as you see it anyway so i'm going through this thing with this guy we're, we're, we're standing there and i'm taking to the wait, wait, console what, and you, he's, you're going to
0: share your tip was your tip for highlighting background vocals the the stereo thing uh, or are you going to no, get to that i mean it's part of it there's okay a, there's you'll a get thing to that, that there's, all right
1: great that, basically so the, the short answer is is that where he had five vocals on stage, two were leading, three were BGVs. The three BGVs go on a BGV bus with its own reverb. And then there, I slightly run the output delays, you know, 20 some odd, 20 to 30 milliseconds so that they thicken up and they sort of chorus out a little bit. And then in the Allen & Heath, they have a plugin called Double Double which is a sort of detuning doubler with a really nice stereo image. And if that goes on the bus or on the input, you can use it as an insert, What happens is, is that your two leads can be, as you see them, you know, 11 o'clock, one o'clock or whatever it is. And then the background vocals wrap around and you can add a little more air at 11, 12 K, a little, a little boost in there unless you're using mics that already have that in it. Yeah. And then you're thickening them up. And the trick is that you don't want to hear the effect. So when you, when you use the bus is for your background vocals, and you create this, this round sort of slightly wider stereo image when you have that many vocals, you bring up the effect until you can hear it, and then you back down 1 dB. Yep. As soon as you can hear it, it's too much. Because in the context of the mix, then what happens is, is that your your two main vocals are sort of 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and then the background vocals, without being hard panned, you're, you're no more than... Just beyond either one. If you have yeah, yeah, six, it's depending on how many you have. But because they're on their own bus, and you can then have a uh, a little bit of of a uh, a bus compression thing happening. And actually, the D Live has a pretty solid bus compressor built into it. Just a little, you know, just a little grit, long long attack, short release, yep, and just a little bit, just to 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 put a little glue on it. And then the the lead vocals will absolutely come to life and you'll feel those vocals just wrap around it, you know, as if it was, you know, on TV. It's a, it's a simple trick. Anyway, yeah, I go I like through that this trick. whole thing. He's yeah. taking video and all stuff. And when we're, I kind of finished and I let him hear it in the cans, we're playing around with it. And... He goes, man. Thank you. Shakes my hand, and then there's applause. And I turn around. And there are like 35, 40 people.
0: You, you gave a little class went through
1: the whole thing, so I got to hold school. It was kind of fun. That's great. Um,
0: but I, they, I, I, do that here on uh for, for producing the show. I, I compress us both, and I put reverb. I've been doing this yeah. for 19 no, I know years. I It's great. Yep, I put a touch of reverb and I bring it down one dB because we're not in the same room. You're, no. you know, I'm in New Hampshire. Your you're brain, not. It
1: has to make sense to your brain. Correct. This is something I've been doing with years for years. Correct. Most people, if they're listening to this show in their cars or in in AirPods or whatever beats or whatever yeah. headphones or whatever synthesizer whatever they're using to listen, your brain wants space. You you had the perception of space. And if you can hear it, it's too much. You do a yes. great job of that. It's Thank an amazing you. thing. When I mix ears, if I'm a monitor engineer and not doing front of house, I always wear the same ears because I have stupid amount of, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to wear as close to what the person I'm mixing is wearing so that I can, you know, you're on JHs or you are on UEs, you on 64s, whatever it is, uh, C- CTMs or future sonics, whatever it is, it doesn't make any difference. I have to. I have to hear what you're hearing as close to what you're hearing as I can get. And one of the things that I do, and one day we should do a whole show on this. We've talked about it since I've been on the show. Is is a a a a proper starting from zeros way to mix ears? Oh well, let's do it because
0: yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we make that the next episode. Yeah, not not next week, this, but the next no, one
1: you're on. Yeah, yeah. But but you have a way of doing it that I think is really interesting. I've done it since nobody knew what in years right. were. Um, and the way that I do it now is, is different from the way I had done it 10 years ago and sure. different than the way I had done it 25 years ago.
0: So we'll, we'll share our things I and we'll, we'll yell at yeah. each other about it. Yeah.
1: But I have a pretty cool way. In fact, I'm, I'm talking, uh, talking to a couple of people about doing some, uh, uh, some videos to make available to the churches uh, and all of houses of worship because there's this thing just turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. And it, it's, it's it, what's happening is that it, there's some backlash and there's some, the potential for legal problems is, is greater. Uh, so yeah. having this available, it's, it's really not that tough, but it, it doesn't make sense because your brain says, I can't hear that. I'll make that louder. And that's not going to work. Anyway, that was kind of, that was kind of a fun thing to see some of these, these mixers. Um, a, a really a nice thing about nam is is the sort of you know the 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 whiplash moments when you get to see all the people there and uh pete wentz was there and mark ronson was there victor nice. Woon was there uh teddy campbell who's been all over tv lately yep. uh, was there eric moore Stevie Wonder's always there. Um, it was really cool to see uh, my buddy Robert Scoville, who ah. I wish I could say I was closer friends with, but when I was younger, he was really. I know you talked about him on the show. Yeah, recently. But th- um, Rob, for
0: for everybody that that doesn't r- immediately remember that name, if you listen to the story that Brad Maddox recently told. On this show, about how uh, he was out at a baseball game with Rush and Alex, made made Brad and another guy sign autographs along with Getty Lee. It Robert Scoville was that other guy. He yeah. did sound for Rush for about eight years, and I I, I got to reach out to him and thank him as I I, I think I was probably seventeen years old, uh, watching a Rush concert in at the New Haven Coliseum, and. I, there were, we, our seats were right next to the soundboard. And I saw there was a little, you know, a little staircase up to the, like, you know, three short steps up to the soundboard. And I saw people kind of going up there and I noticed Will Calhoun was up there, believe it or not. And yeah. he was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. It makes sense. He's up there. And then it kind of looked like other people were up there too. And so as 17 year old kids, my buddy and I kind of walked over maybe about a third of the way into the show. We were only five or six songs in, walked over the stairs and we're like, Hey, can we come up there? And they were like, sure. Now, I have no idea why Robert Scoville allowed this. We were responsible. We were respectful, like all of the things. But he didn't know that we were going to be. We were 17-year-old kids. And then at one point, he handed me the headphones. And he's like, hey, do you want to listen on this instead of just in the house? And I was like, this is what? What has happened here? You know, right. this was me out seeing my favorite band as a teenager and now the sound engineer hands me the headphones and I I listened to half the show on on the cans back and forth. Yeah. It was such he a He has w- that way. What he's, a wonderful he, guy though. Yeah. But that's yeah. why
1: when I say he's like my buddy, he's like we're not like drinking buddies or anything. Sure, sure. He's <laughs> a guy who I've known since I was really really young. Yeah. And in when I was working at Future Sonics, he was the most common sense approach to audio. And I learned a lot from him. And then when he got involved with Avid and helped them develop their, their live consoles and all that, I, I would call him or I'd email him. And yeah. I'd run into him. And uh, when he, you know, he was with Prince and he was Tom Petty and what he did with Tom Petty was incredible. I mean, this is the guy who, who came up with, although he denies it, the concept of virtual soundcheck.
0: Oh, no kidding. Able
1: to record, you know, one-to-one you know all of every output into what i guess was an adat back then and <laughs> good and, for him you yeah. know was able to to do this and i and i mean we all use that today i mean yeah. in concept you know i mean people have been recording shows for a long time people have been multi-tracking shows but this idea of
0: having playing it a console back through the system capable
1: yeah you know it, it made your sound checks incredible and even though it's you know it's i use it Every every week, I mean, I I, I can tell you
0: that. No, in, it, in some, it yeah. I I don't have a setup where I could use it reliably, uh, but the times that I have, it makes uh, it. It's a huge difference.
1: No, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing what it what it what it does for you. And and yeah. there there are advantages and disadvantages because you're obviously not using your preamp. You're it's a trim thing. But
0: all right, so um, we're at about an hour Buford here, Jones, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so let, let's get I'll to wrap this let, up, Let's get like, to some. Yeah. Yeah. If there's if there's a couple of highlights, let's let's yeah, do that. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: The, the Audio, like I said, audio guys. Buford Jones Scott Parnelli. Uh, he was David Bowie's guy. Uh, you know, Skinner, Pink Floyd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pooch Van Druten was there. Who who hasn't just is again one of the most common sense audio guys these guys that that were really instrumental in shaping me when i was a kid yep some of whom i still kind of know some of them i i've lost touch with some of them won't know me from adam or remember me and some of them have been so so generous and kind to me over the years um to to see everybody there even briefly and to just kind of to be able to you know say hey man you know you you really I wouldn't be where I am today yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that we like hauled a bunch of road cases together you know in in the late eighties early nineties whatever uh, Scoville was one of them yeah. Pooch is one of them um, certainly um, Buford Jones is another one of them so that those were great moments at the show um, Did you see Did really, you see
0: any fun music while you were there?
1: Well, the the music.
0: did i open a a can of worms (laughs) i posted a
1: video of every year i post a video of walking through the hilton lobby yep because it's there's no hotel lobby in the world even in vegas that i've ever seen that has a fully functional concert stage and it's you you you're in a venue sure i mean it's 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 not the hilton got it lobby. okay and, and i'm glad you said that people that are there for disneyland walking through with their kids in the circus of
0: NAM. i'm glad you said that because every time someone's talked about nam and said well this band's playing in the hilton lobby i've i've imagined every hilton lobby i've ever seen and it's like oh well that kind of sucks but no <laughs> turns <laughs> oh, out no, it's not yeah
1: it's insane yeah okay it's insane it was really fun the the big standout there were a couple Okay, one was a corporate, sort of a corporate band. That's not a corporate band called Nineties Rock Show. Okay, and I I know the bass player a little bit sort through, through social media, and she's awesome. They have a full string section. They can cover anything. Sure, and they I think I think they closed with "Do What They Told You," and it was the most mind blowing. You would you would have thought you were in a in an arena. They they just owned it. They came out, they they found their way through the PA. It, it's a weird thing because the guy has to mix four feet from the mains. Oh, it's like wow. So like a weird oh, rig. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. they kind of pieced it together. That was nuts. Ragdolls were back the, the, the Aerosmith tribute band, yep. my friend and Allie Handel, who's amazing. They are just every year they come back better. Um string revolution played they won a grammy last week which was awesome that's janet robbins band that's uh um tommy emmanuel uh janet Robin, who's just played with everybody she was lindsey buckingham's guitar player played with meredith brooks way back okay crazy talented solo artist just awesome but the fun the fun talent the fun bit was um Steven Glickman, who was in, on the Nickelodeon show Big Time Rush.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He was I know the that. Asian
1: guy. Yeah. Like yep. he he's and they somehow outside the US, this band is still all over the place, still working and everything else. He has a band, he does stand-up comedy, he tours all over the all over the country, and our friend Buddy Gibbons played drums for him.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> and so the moment was so much fun to see him come out on stage and basically do you know that was kind of the theme of the stages was like sort of 90s covers 90s tribute bands and okay stuff. got it yeah and he came out and just just it was so much fun it was so cool oh, that's awesome so that to summarize that that was the vibe the stages were fun the show itself the one thing i will say that the thumbprint i will put on this is that i saw more knockoffs this year than I've ever seen at an AM show. I saw like Gibson, like knockoff SGs, but like plastic yep. knobs and cheesy yep. Yep. and like really bad knockoff 58s and stuff that were like not good ones, not like the kind that you yeah. talk about. Like, oh, it's yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about this is garbage. Like,
0: there was some really bad. Yeah, but that's stuff. You, that needs to be out there. I like right. it, it. Like, it's too bad that some people will wind up buying it thinking that it's going to help them and, and all of that. Right. But it, like, that's what. Um, that's what happens in a mature market so yeah
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's they sort of have to take the compliment and then they will deal with the legalities yeah of of course yeah 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 Yeah, i mean knockoffs of everything that you can think of everything every epiphone knockoffs all day long huh and uh, oh it was crazy but there were also some really cool boutique things too. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. New cool. product was definitely the focus of the show this year. I saw so much cool new stuff. And again, I don't see this show being what it was. I see it being something new and better. And
0: what really you described to the me, manufacturer. The, the, after last year's episode where you came on and sort of DB NAM. Uh, we we kind of it was it was one of those adhd episodes it was kind of all over the place and it was hard <laughs> to to get a picture really, of what you Na- and me Nam was like i know and, and paul was here too for that yeah, right paul, you know right, so right. like it was all of us and uh this what you just did for us here I, I mean i appreciate the tangents that we took i mean obviously there's a little bit of the adhd thing that happens uh anytime that's who we are Dave. that's who we are right yeah exactly you know that going in but it, the what the picture you painted is actually very clear in my mind and i, I hope it's clear in the minds of, of everyone uh, who's listening here of what nam is now and it, what you described is something i want to go to like going to see the, you know all the glitz I, that's I, it gets old really fast yeah, and, you, and you and you can't make connections and personal connections when it's all very sort of arms length that's not exciting for me. I want to be able to go and like meet the guy who made this thing and you know was up late last night tweaking the last little bits of it so that it would work really well on the show floor. That's what I go to these kinds of things to see or meet the people that are going to be making the stuff next year, right? Like that th- yeah. th- th- yes. The,
1: the future is bright. I awesome. I will say it was it was fun. It it felt very uh promising Good. and we the fact that there were new products and to connect with people that i hadn't seen in so long and to see people come back to show to yeah. see vendors and manufacturers back even downsized really is the barometer for me uh because it's my year you know damn yeah. is 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 my business and i've been correct doing it, you know, yeah
0: 40 this was my 40th show wow so it where was can, really exciting. Where can people find you if uh, if they if they want to contact you directly, Dan? If yeah, unless Dan, if, unless you don't want them to contact you directly, in which case feedback on, at GitGab Podcast. Only you can contact me, Dan.
1: That'll so. work. Yeah. No. yeah it's Daniel is my website. Great. And uh, my if my background, my sort of CV is on LinkedIn, which is just Daniel East. It's
0: in slash Daniel. East. We'll, we'll put links to both of those in the yeah, uh, in the show and then I post sure. stuff on socials
1: on yeah at East. It's at East D is for music kind of stuff, which is not really you know odds and ends, and yeah. uh, at the mix doctor for mixing stuff. I will tell you one thing that I do have going on now that's really cool is I'm back. Uh, last time we talked, I talked about being a power station with uh, yeah. with this band, and uh, we were back on Saturday to continue this record. Nice, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back this week. I go back. We're we're full tilt into making this record now. So. Uh, i'm really excited about that it's going to be really really cool that's awesome like, really good music coming yeah really good i can't, music. all barometers of nam gear music being made yeah feeling like there's action again
0: that's great It's good i can't wait to hear the music thanks for coming and visiting us again dan it is a pleasure to get to talk to you my friend hey um before you go do you have three words of uh of advice perhaps to uh share with our audience of musicians here
1: I do always be performing. It's <laughs> good advice.